Hey, welcome back, everyone. Mm. It's the Chips and Bits podcast. It really is. Your favorite video game podcast. The only video game podcast. The best video game podcast in the world. I wish we had stupid DJ sound effects, too. Like wiki wikis? Like, woo! And then come saying, you know, like, oh, it's going to be crazy out here. <laughs> uh, Just I'm so your, we could be more terrible. I'm your host this month, Matthew Anderson. With me over here is... Kenny Myers. <laughs> Remit. Okay. Um, hey, as another al- one. <laughs> as always, uh, you can find us on the web at chips-and-bits.com. Our consciousness. Yep. Yeah. Uh, on there, you'll find some links to several things, including our Patreon site. Uh, that's where you can pay us money. If for some reason you feel like paying us money, you should. We don't want to work anymore. If you would like to fund our DJ sounds in future episodes, that's how you can do it. Awooga. <laughs> We also really, really, really appreciate iTunes reviews. They're still a stupidly uh, important thing for getting other people to see the podcast. Um, so if you like us and you want other people to hear the show, go to iTunes, give us a review. We'd really appreciate it. I mean, at this point, and I'll say it again, honestly, just the boost of a negative review or a middling review is nice. Yeah, any yeah. reviews. Yeah. yeah. Even one stars. But, I mean, don't give us one stars. No, at least a two. Because if you're this, if you're two minutes in or whatever, I think we're like thirty seconds in. Yep. But with that out of the way, this month we're talking about control. Control. Uh, sure, that was y- a break. Do you want the sound? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Let me cue it up. Boop 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 boop. <laughs> No, that was me queuing up the sound with oh, okay. my computer. Got it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> clackety, clackety, clackety. So we're talking about Control. Uh, man, what's the name of the studio again? It's the most recent game from Remedy. Yeah. Hey, you remembered. I did remember. And we didn't misspell it. Nope. It's kind of hard to misspell. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, other games that we have played of theirs include Alan Wake. Mm-hmm. Um, Alan- Jason. That's not them. It's not them? No. No. Just down uh, Oh, oh, Max Payne. Well, Max Payne, yeah. Yeah. One and two, not three. Yep. Uh, did you play Quantum Break? Uh, no, but I own it. Nope, me neither. So, more as like a supporter thing than a... Got it. It just, it doesn't run well on PC. Are we missing anything? Are those mainly their games? Those are their big ones. Okay, those are their big ones. And this is their most I recent mean, one. I mean, Alan Wake is just fantastic. Alan Wake was great. Yeah. Some people hated it. We liked it. Well, they're idiots. Yep. Um, I... Was thinking long and hard about where to start with how I would describe my feelings about this game. Long and hard, huh? Long and hard. Mm, didn't think about this. My favorite. Podcast. Didn't really think through the description. Um, <laughs> so I think what I've I think what I've landed on is, I think that Control is the Game of Thrones of video games. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, I disagree, but I just, I think I know why, where you're going, but please, please explain, Matt. Let me explain. Oh, thank God. <clears throat> so, for about the first, I want to say, mm, 80% of this game, this was definitely a game of the year candidate for me. And then the end of the game happened, 
And I now I just I Suddenly. don't even know how to feel about the game. <laughs> Suddenly. Which again, to draw a further parallel to Game of Thrones, the the things which hopefully we'll be able to get into on this podcast that really make control stand out and make it a unique video game are weird, completely random, just like trippy sci-fi story mechanics, just stuff you'd never really experienced before. Yeah. That you would expect the creators of that unique compelling gameplay mechanics and weird story and crazy shit to be the best advocates for ushering that through to completion. Mm -hmm. And yet somehow they managed to create a situation where by the end of the game, I thought I would have done a better job, which is really hard to do in my opinion. Do you remember playing, I think a more apt comparison is Half-Life 1. I can't say I remember enough about that game to compare. Well, remember you go through this incredibly like unique interesting world and then you go to the alien planet yes and it's like jumping to spores yeah, and then a really that. terrible boss fight yeah totally <laughs> except in this one you don't even get a boss fight at the end no you get like you get the, the like the new age boss fight which is all the guys they can throw at you well and then you get one of their um you know semi live action video clip take things that they used throughout the game to Effectively. A great effect. Yes. Unlike any other game I've played since probably Myst. And, um, but it was stupid. Like, it was the stupidest video and the stupid, like, just 10 seconds of, like, everything's red, everything sucks, psychological words, end. Like, I had to, I mean, I, it was so bad that I had to look up it to see if I got the bad ending of the game. Yeah. But no, there's just one ending. There's just one. And also, I wasn't the only one who thought that because that search showed it's up like pretty quickly. like the first quickly. Google search. <laughs> yeah. Is this really the end? <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, overall, absolutely, you have to, I would have to say that Control is definitely, was definitely a disappointing game, um, which is a really hard criticism for me to levy at the game because, like I said, for the first 80%, it was really, really cool. I was really enjoying playing it. Everything down to really just like the typography they picked for the, you know, transition screens was excellent. I mean, that's that's how good um, just sort of like very subjective tiny things in the game were. It's also almost it's one of the craziest, like silliest stories that was compelling that I've played that I can remember. Um, A lot of the ideas they brought into the game were just so unique and new. Yeah. Similar to Alan Wake, like... They just take like nightmare concepts and and but this wasn't nightmare based. It was obviously science fiction and yep. like fifties uh, detective based almost. Yeah, but it means it been, was noir, noir. Yeah, based. totally. It's been a it's been a really long time since um, I played a game where you know you're picking up random pieces of collateral and videos and tape recorded things throughout the game, and I I don't wanted to read them. Like I wanted to be like, what the hell are they doing in this world? It was super interesting. It was very unique, um, and it was super compelling. The first I don't even know how many hours I played at the game. Um, and then it, it really does just like fall right off a cliff at some point. Mm -hmm. And it, it's not just the, the ending, right? Like the gameplay at some point just becomes the most monotonous, tedious, un, like unnecessarily difficult for no reason. Is it when the metal song Control starts playing? Oh, God, that was so bad. You know what was really sad about that? If it had been a different song, that would have been a great sequence. Yeah, that's the maze sequence, right? Yeah, there's a part at the end where you get these headphones from this mysterious janitor figure, who I believe Who's, remains mysterious. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah, the janitor's awesome. He is awesome. He's a good character. Um, I liked all the characters in the yeah, game. Yeah, they were great. I guess really the janitor was the only one with personality. 
Uh, to be fair, the, like, the security guard and the uh, like uh, scientists were just kind of like generic NPCs. Yeah, and you know, you I, I lost tolerance. With, oh, hey, director! <laughs> I lost tolerance with her, uh, the the main character, from time to time throughout the game too. I was just like, ugh. Kinda. Yeah, she was like. Uh, when they ever they showed FMV video of her, it mm-hmm. was I thought it was pretty bad. Yeah, it was like I almost like the CG version of you better. <laughs> yeah, like the acting felt like way. Uh-huh. I mean, maybe she was directed that way because of the movie, but it was just like I no, I don't, I don't want to know. Yeah, no. I don't want to see back. this. Go Please, back. yeah, it's true. The CG character was better, but even then, her voice acting was was yeah. pretty. It was pretty bad. Uneven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Control was amazing at first, and then I rushed to just kind of finish it probably halfway through. Yep. Um, they have a bunch of side quests that are super tedious. The and they would have been fun if the map wasn't horrible. Yeah. Like it has one of the worst maps of any game I've ever played. Yeah, it's it's, it's up there with uh, Dark Siders Three. Like, but that one I understood obviously, uh, because I play video games. Uh, that one I understood better than this. Yeah. At least to know where I was going. Like, this one, the map actually worked against me. Yeah, the, the, in a nutshell, the, the only thing they would ever give you for each mission was a general area you needed to start in. Get to this room. So you'd be like, okay, go to this area. You'd look at the map, and they had, you know, sometimes up to three or four levels uh, that were stacked on top of each other on the map. Yeah. But how to get to those was completely not... Yeah. You couldn't figure it out. It was, it was, it was two-dimensional, but, like... So they would have paths that were in completely different areas under yep. paths that like, but it didn't look that way. Yeah, you couldn't tell. Is this connected to this world, or does is this like a a path on top of it, or like a subterranean path? You couldn't really get like into the details of it. No, and so it just became horrible. Mm-hmm. And then the side quests were just like go here and kill three things, <laughs> and then it was like go here and kill five things. Allegedly, Matt, you played a side quest that was more interesting than that. Uh, yeah, I played a couple. I, I mean, I... The janitor's side quest, yeah? I, I liked most of the janitor missions. Some of them were a little tedious, but, um, yeah, and I was particularly fond of the capturing the, the... It's hard to describe because we haven't talked about the game at all, but, like, capturing the, uh, possessed items. Oh, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, I liked those. Because uh, I was like, yeah, it was like a hunting quest. You had to go and find these things. Uh, and... so, like, conceptually in the game, there's multi-dimensional items that are powered that give you powers too some of them yeah some of them um and they are sort of alive-ish they act like they're well they're like entities pretty much yeah they're bridges to the the other world so there's these items that have the that possess that possess power but they aren't actually alive until also in this game one of the items of specific power has opened a portal and allowed some interdimensional entity to come in and infect some of the items yeah. of extreme power and then make them very bad. It was the projector, I believe it was. It was the projector. Yeah, to clarify, I mean, the items that are being possessed are just the silliest things you could imagine. They're things like a projector and a fridge and a toaster. Yeah. Uh, Did very you fight silly the giant things. monster in the fridge? I fought two giant monsters, one in the fridge and one, I can't remember what the other one was, but it was one of the other weird items. Was it a similar style monster? Yes, they were both the same monster. Classic. Yeah. Just different levels with more pieces falling out from underneath. Ah, man, that was a stressful fight. It, it was It was interesting. You know what was stressful about it? The 
the way the game's designed is has you flying and moving and including backwards but yes. the holes appear behind you yeah and they it's appear like behind and underneath you it wasn't easy to like fight but also like figure out where the things were and it also wasn't like you wouldn't intuitively from a game mechanic standpoint be like oh i'm starting to fall better look down and make sure i can fall in this location right you just fall right and you'd fall through a pit to your death. <laughs> and then you'd try to do the hover thing, but you would just keep falling. Yeah. Like, you'd levitate in the pit for a bit. <laughs> right. And you'd be like, well, never mind. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, but so, like, the, the story outside of that, too, is that um, somehow there can be places of power. There can be objects of power. Yeah. Um, I don't... I think that's it. But essentially, there's this crossover portal... I, that was all like weird now. It was super to me. weird. Um, like it was like, oh, these are objects of power, but these are ones we made powerful, and those don't do anything, but this one does something. And also, I'm pretty sure that was Max Payne who was the scientist. <laughs> that was he was really good. He was. Really I, good. I love that character. I'm pretty sure he was Max Payne. Really? We'll have to look it up. I'll did, have to look it up. Did you get the uh, the dance video by any chance? Yes, the oh dance video was great. The dance video was so good. Um, uh, hopefully I can find that because we'll, I'll definitely put that in the notes. Put up it some of the creepy puppet videos too. The creepy puppet videos were insane. They like were so it's, I was like legitimately creeped out by how they did that. I mean, you played this with headphones too, which I, I imagine was a different experience. Yeah. Um, oh, I just heard some weird squeaking all of a sudden. Ah, must be the mice that we keep down here. Interesting. For Pod experimentation. Podcast mice. We, we play test our podcasts through mice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So some near or alternate, you know, present slash future where there's a just like there's an fbi there's an fbc it's the federal bureau of control and you're the game in a weird just, interdimensional building yeah you have a building that can't be seen by the outside world unless you want them to see it so yep. no one knows that your headquarters are there you know some just some interesting creepy stuff that propels the initial plot and then they get to this very interesting part in the story where you discover that your brother who you thought was kidnapped and lost and probably dead when he was a kid but you had this feeling he might still be alive that you guys share some sort of potential from a power standpoint. Like, you can uh, assume more powerful powers than normal people can. Um, and they look, the, the Bureau looks for people of that um, type so that they can, um, <laughs> so that they can, you know, help them fight the interdimensional things. Um, but I will clarify that I thought that her brother. Like him as a as a character and as a storyline was really really interesting, and they just dropped that on the floor. Like they don't really they don't really explain any of it. You don't get to spend much time interfacing. What do you with mean him. they explained all of it? I mean, what I mean is that he, like he got possessed by the hiss, but it didn't kill him like it did everyone else because he's super powered. Yeah, and then and then she they, turned they, off she the got projector. The, she got she got the rid of the hiss in him. Yeah, and he's in a coma. Yeah, and she's waiting at her desk. And that's it. That's the end of this this game. But like you know, he could have been, he could have been more of a catalyst. He also could have been, you know, bad guy turned good guy. It's really obnoxious when developers don't have complete stories. Yeah, like there's ways to have like with Alan Wake they did it, but it kind of made sense to le like that it would be open because it was murder. It was like mysteries and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So like you can sort of like you know like a horror movie will end with like a scare like a jump scare. Yeah. Uh, but this one, like the way that concluded just was like, like, I think it wasn't as disappointing as Firewatch, but it, oh, no, not it, even that, was, that was, that was terrible. But the, the, the ending of it was just like so abrupt. Yeah. 
It was like the ending of uh, Day Sex, the one we played. Oh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> we yeah. were just like, wait, uh, this is it? Yeah. Like Videos. The, yeah. Yeah. Like, we were, that's how it was so, like, weird. Even how they did, so it wasn't just the story, too. Like, even how they had built the final battle sequence, where it was, like, uh, increasing, uh, le- like, level structures and, and like, uh, hordes of enemies that were more difficult over time. If you hear creepy singing in the background, that's just the ring girl we keep yep, in here. Ring girl. She takes care of the mice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you're building upon these levels and these enemies, and it's getting really, really hard until you get to the point where you like see your possessed brother, who apparently is just as powerful and capable as you, hovering, like suspended in midair and all like gross looking and evil. And you walk up to him, you're like, oh, yeah, this is going to be it. This is going to be the final boss battle. He's going to be really hard to beat. And then you, like, touch him, and that's it. That's it. Like, what the fuck? And then next thing you know, (laughs) you've got a day job. Yeah, like, okay, back to work. (laughs) They're like, we closed the portal, but they're still hissing the building. Go clean it up, director. End. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, and apparently, like, you're, quote, unquote, chosen as the director because you could pick up a gun, like Excalibur. Yeah. It actually is Excalibur. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. I like that little bit of fiction. Uh-huh. Like, you know, like I've been alluding to, there was lots of very cool, interesting, subtle things. I really liked the I really liked the story. I liked the sci-fi elements it like of it. It started off being like one of the best Metroid style games yeah. I've ever played. Yeah. Like I was having a difficult time not texting Kenny. We we have this sort of like unspoken rule where if it's We don't pod- have an unspoken rule. We have a spoken The slash- only thing we speak about is this rule and then we don't stick to it based on <laughs> Kenny context. Kenny doesn't stick to it. I have an unspoken rule. He, he talks to me about shit too. Where I try really hard not to talk to Kenny about the games we're going to podcast. Wait a about. minute. I want like whenever I open the floodgates, you're like, "All right, floodgates are open. Let's go." <laughs> I know, but I try not to initiate. But I was having a difficult time not texting Kenny and just being like, this is, I love this game. Like, and that's, that's how much I was enjoying playing it. I was super, super into it. I was texting other people uh, and being like, you got to play this game. It's game of the year. Candidate. Are you going to text it's, them now? Yes. Well, no, I'm going to send them this podcast. <laughs> You're like, never mind. Yeah, sorry. Uh, you should play it. Yeah, you probably should. Nothing quite looks like it. However, to play it, you really need like... The best machine possible. Yeah, it was uh, it was a draw. To play it and get like all the like unique visual effects that they did, you have to have a the most expensive graphics card yeah. you can buy right now. But if you have it, man, I mean, the two com- super compelling effects are the the ray tracing and light casting that it has, and then the the film grain effect that they apply over top of everything. Including... It's funny. I turned off the film grain. Really? Yeah. Oh, it was so cool. Like the sh- the the way it goes over the shadows of the cast and changes the light and stuff. I mean, it was it was a really cool looking game. It, it was, and it had like really interesting ideas, similar mm-hmm. to how Alan Wake had its flashlight mechanism. That yep. was really kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> my kid uh, is singing in the background. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. That's a special take that's, for you. That's what she thinks of control. Yeah. <laughs> she kind of sounds like some of the stuff in the game. Yeah, a little bit. There's a lot of yeah. chanting and singing and weird stuff that you encounter. Yeah. Uh, so, like, like Metroid, you unlock powers that get you to certain things. And most of them are really cool. I thought the upgrade system was okay. I thought the upgrade system was very straightforward and really cool to start. Um, and then they just sort of like, it was too much rope and you started hanging yourself accidentally. Um, it also wasn't very clear. It, it wasn't very clear from how they structured the enemies either when you really needed to spend time to unlock another power. Like there, there were certain enemies in which 
it was almost impossible to defeat them unless you had one of the powers. Um, and that wasn't very obvious at first. So there were at least two times I can remember where I just was like, well, this is too hard. I guess maybe I'll go grind a little, do some side missions and get some more powers. And you'd get down the tree thinking it was just, oh, yeah, I can levitate. Of course I can levitate. But then all of a sudden it was like, oh, no, now you can levitate and smash people like halfway through. And it's like, that was not clear at all. I didn't even <laughs> unlock that power. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can do that. No, I, I just, I didn't, I, here's what I did. There are like five guns in the game, forms of the gun. I had uh, all the powers unlocked down like as far as I could go in the tree without, mm -hmm. with none unlocked to the side, really. I think one or oh, two. Oh, really? Yeah. So and, wait, did you get then the ability to catch projectiles and stuff? Yes, I did get, that was the one I okay. got. Yeah. Like when they shoot grenades. Because that was very, very important. When they, sh they shoot rockets <laughs> at you, uh... It was super fun to yeah. grab a rocket. I mean, that the combat was surprisingly yeah. mm -hmm. good, except the cover system needed a lot of work. Yeah, the cover system was hard. Uh, it was hard to find somewhere you could actually hide. That was also yeah, they, but very I think destructible. That was, I think that was smart AI more than anything. Yeah. Like, the AI felt very challenging. Yeah, it was hard. You died a lot in this game. I did die quite a bit, yeah. Not me, though. I didn't die at all. Especially on the stupid last mission, where Especially you were fighting the metal ball with enemies around it trying to secure it with satellite dishes what's it the the heck the hectoball the hectagron the hectagron uh, tron is it tron hetra central processing but uh, you know the cool thing was like what was inside that kenny the uh, yeah inside you know that big huge like metal ball oh was, nothing there was nothing inside. that's right there was nothing inside well of it. it was it was like a, no, there was nothing it was an entity <laughs> Apparently. And that the entity was inside you all along, literally. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It was inside Calling you. Calling you all along to this container with nothing inside of it. Is this it? <laughs> uh, although I did, although I found it obnoxious, at first the day job metaphor mm -hmm. that comes after that, you get taken over by the hiss and then you're just an office assistant. Yeah. Uh, it hit a little close to home. Did it really? Just the white collar. Yeah, the the photocopies. <laughs> Just like going back and forth doing monotonous tasks. You know how we've referenced several times in a couple of podcasts now when uh, a game has done a really good job of putting you in a situation where it's like experiential, like you have to like live the characters, you know, like uh, in Uncharted where you have to really walk through the desert, yeah. you know, and how sometimes... That can either be very cool and very effective, or it can be just about the most insane, boring thing to play. It was pretty boring. In this it game. was terrible. Like that sequence was just like, what am I? And, and no indication about whether you, when you were supposed to stop doing these monotonous tasks. I did all of them the first time. Question: Was it to? Uh, uh oh. What? No, there's some stuff going on at this house. Oh what? Yeah, what's happening? I think a spill. Uh oh. Um, there's. Yeah, I like. I were you supposed to complete a single task and then it unlocked the other thing? I didn't understand yeah, what was, was well, going on. Yeah, it seemed like after the first time I did it, when they give you three totally insanely monotonous tasks: uh, deliver some papers, clean up some coffee cups, and make some photocopies. Yeah. But you have to do like twenty of each and go around and find them. The first time I did them all it took forever. Um, second time I realized all you have to do is complete one of the three. Yeah, and then the director's mail will be delivered, and you can go pick it up and trigger the director scenes which again to be fair you still have to do that three more times yeah that was nonsense <laughs> was like you guys are smoking some serious crap they really didn't point. stick the landing no it was it was bad but before that point 
when you are flying up in the air and yeah. like throwing shit at people and mm-hmm. shooting them with your like really souped up gun. Yeah. And then like putting up your rock shield. Yeah, which was awesome. I never used that. You didn't? Nope. Did uh, you unlock the ability to fire it back? No. Dude, yeah, so you didn't unlock some of the coolest powers. Well, I didn't want to do all the fucking side quests. Yeah, eventually you could not only put up a rock shield and hold it there for longer, but uh, if there was an enemy near you, you could then, when you let it go and dispelled it, it would fire at that enemy. So it was also used as a weapon. That's great. And it was awesome. I could have used that. Yeah. However, I, I invested a lot of power into possessing other people because that's oh, that my so favorite great. thing to do. Yeah. The, and all it took was that one extra, like, level two of that power when it goes down to, like, five seconds. Yeah. Uh, and that was an insanely useful power. And then I souped it up even more. Yep. With my, great. like, you can build add-ons for yourself, which another, I found that system so stupid. It was dumb. And it was really hard to tell what was advantageous. Yeah. And well, and also, like, I had, I found a situations in which um, I wanted to have certain styles of guns that I would outfit in certain ways. Yeah. Like, you know, your big heavy hitting guns like the shotgun style one or the rocket one. I wanted those, I wanted to use those in situations where I could break enemy shields. But then the ammo would deplete so fast that I would find myself using my other weapon. And then so I'd be like, well, let's put the ammo buster on the other weapon. And then I wouldn't have it available for the big weapons. Right. And, um, yeah. And most of the time you just, you just broke those things. What apart. loadout did you have? Most of the time I ran with, I'd say like 90% of the time almost, I ran with the little spin minigun. Yep. And the shotgun shatter gun. Those are pretty much the things that I used the whole so time. So I was the spin minigun and the sniper laser. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great gun, too. Yeah. Except uh, apparently there was a bug where you couldn't power it up. Like their powering was broken that they oh. fixed like when mid game that I was hmm. playing. But I feel like like you wouldn't get the things you need to upgrade it or something like that or upgrades for it. Oh, yes, that was a problem. Well, so the, what the problem was is that you would get pick up upgrades for them, but there were some scenarios in which when you would go to attach those to the weapon, yeah. you couldn't see the ones that were unique to that item. Right. So you'd pick up a whole bunch of ones unique to that item, and you couldn't apply them. Right. Um, so you could still use it, and you could still upgrade it, but the very best upgrades weren't available to you. It was hard to upgrade that gun, too. Mm-hmm. It, like I only got to level two. The, the spin gun, I got to level three. I got almost all of my weapons to level three. Well, look at you. You spend a lot more time with this game. I did a lot of side missions, man. Uh, you want to talk about the crazy janitor mission you were on that one time when you texted me? Uh, you played it. Was it in the... It was the vacation one. Which vacation one? When you go through like the secret portal through his office and try and find him on vacation in the, the, the weird... This one you encounter the maze for the first time before you can complete it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, I didn't go through a portal in his office. Did I? Yeah, you must have. I think it's part one part of, the of the main, main plot? side stories. See, you threw me off because you said I'm on this crazy janitor mission. Yeah. So I was... thought you were on one of his quests on the board. Oh no 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 no. Which was... are his actual missions? Yeah. Not a main story mission. Those Matt. ones are stupid. Not a main story mission, Matt. Those ones are like go clean, go clean up the mold. <laughs> he does have the a very... mold is back. <laughs> he has a really good accent. Don't you want to clean I, up the mold? I had no idea what he was saying most <laughs> of the time. I had to turn on But I just, the t- I just attribute that to my, my pure xenophobic attitude about The funny thing was, if you turned on accents. subtitles, it made mm, maybe slightly more sense what he was saying. <laughs> Do you think he was like a spiritual guy? Did, we, did you find out what he was? Not really. Yeah. No, I only have guests. I guess we'll find guesses. out in the sequel yeah. that they, <laughs> they, they subtly hinted at it at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, we haven't even so one one thing I, I I can't forget to mention at least is that there is while the while the missions and some of the fights get a little monotonous, um, 
I have to give like tons and tons of credit to a lot of the different level designs in this game. There was some stuff that you encounter in the game um, that's about the trippiest, weirdest stuff I've played in a long time. Things like um, you'll make it to this file cabinet room with all these records, and you're walking in this normal room, and then all of a sudden it literally starts twisting on its axis. Mm-hmm. Um, and like all, all of your perception and the way that you turn, it gets harder to go up and shoot. Um, and like they changed the mechanics of the game when you were walking in different directions. It was really cool. Um, when you come to fight these uh, possessed items, they take you to this like interstitial dimension. Um, and which mm, was not as cool. N- not as it's cool. Mostly just platform. The first time you encountered it with like the when they they go away and like stretch the world uh, into a, a boss battle fighting area. That was cool. Super cool. They also had this like just insane mechanic of following the rules of three to transport you to this hotel. And the first couple of times you encounter that, it's the coolest thing you've ever seen. You just like pull a light switch somewhere and the light switch transports you on the spot. Like the whole world just switches out right in front of your view. It's pretty impressive. And you're standing in a hotel hallway and you're like, what just happened? <laughs> I don't even know what took It's place funny. Here. One of the things I noticed, started noticing was how little geometry was in those rooms. <laughs> yeah. So they didn't have to load in a right. lot of, like yeah, they're totally. like preloading the hotel. Yeah. They're just like, they're about to touch the switch. It's clear it. Quick. <laughs> Cache the files. Uh... You did bring up something that I wanted to address, which was uh, how the level design was really cool, and your whole power in the game is making the level design boring. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> you, keep, you keep going through and finding these things and unlocking these control points, and every time you do that, there's this really cool effect where the room goes from this totally random-looking, like geometric, yeah, like, yeah, like future-looking thing. To an office it, like, building. Just turns into an office building. It's such a, like, and... <laughs> The problem is with especially the side quests and when you get towards the end of the game is it all kind of looks the same. Yeah, you have to go back through the same area. And so it's really e- boring at that point. Each time you unlock one of these, you're like, whoa, cool. Oh, now i got to play through this. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, like that. Oh, and there's a bathroom again. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah the bathroom. I unlocked really the bad. bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I hate about bathrooms in games like this? They don't do anything. They, I have to open every single goddamn yeah, I stall. Know. I just I hate it. What trained just us quit, to do that? Quit putting it was bathrooms probably Mass with stall or windows something. in there. Yeah, it's just like ugh, I don't want to open every stall. Um, it was probably dead space. Probably, probably. Um, where you did probably encounter something in the bathroom every once in a while. Uh, they have this really cool effect too of people floating in the air. Oh yeah, it's like, super creepy. Like they're dead. Like they're corpses. Um, yeah, they've been taken by the hiss, and you can't get them back. So uh, what's really cool is you sometimes they'll just enter a room, and they'll have arranged them in such a pattern that just is so creepy. And again, back to the level design, a lot of these areas, when they could afford it, they've made them very vertical yeah. in nature with like atriums and things like that because you're doing a lot of flying around and hovering and shooting other things that are hovering. And so there'll be these bodies just like floating in space in the middle of these huge atriums. And it's creepy. Like, every time yeah. you encounter it, you're like, ugh, this looks gross. Yeah. Um, I checked my notes. There's nothing else I forgot about. Wow. is This This must be a first. What? That I remembered all my notes? Yeah. Well, I checked them. So, you're like, I forget to check. Yeah, I know. That's that's why it's also a first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you check them, but not only that, there's nothing we're going to miss talking about. No. I'm trying to become a more professional podcaster. Me, however, I'm trying to just slowly degrade into mush. <laughs> just... Just I'll come on here and just start making weird fart noises, mm-hmm. like a like a nineteen nineties VJ or something. Uh, all right, anything else you got? Uh, you should probably play Control. I think you should. I think you should prepare yourself to not 
have it be one of your most favorite games, but there's still so much in here that is interesting and compelling. And arguably, you probably haven't played a game like this before and experienced a lot of stuff like this. It's it's interesting enough that you should give it a shot. I mean, you've probably played a Metroid game. Yeah, but this isn't... This has about as much of a Metroid mechanic to support it as a Metroid game, like the, the lowest possible amount. And the rest of it is just like crazy wackadoo shit. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, with that, this has been the Chips and Bits podcast. I've been your host, Matthew Anderson. and I'm Kenny. That's, I'm Kenny Myers. That's, that's him. That's me. We will be back next month talking about some hand-drawn game. I'm going to actually maybe put in the control song right here. The metal song. Uh, yes. I, just I can, a little snippet. I can hear it now, and it's just oh, man. so bad. It was such a cool sequence if it was a better song. Yeah. I wanted to, it made me rush through the maze just to get it done. I know. I, like, I don't know what song would have been cooler, but definitely not that song. No song. No song would have been cooler. I don't know. I could hear like a Led Zeppelin song being cool. Oh, yeah. That would be pretty cool. They got that epic money. <laughs> they could just blow it all on a license for a Led Zeppelin song. <laughs> We'll make it exclusive. I'm not a license, no. <laughs> we'll make it exclusive if you give us those Led Zeppelin rights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again next month. Bye. Bye.